Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, 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 it is First Friday, and I am so excited to have you here. This is one of your co-hosts, Lynn Pender, and I believe I have my co-host on the line for First Friday. Pastor Kevin, is that you? Yes, ma'am, that is me. How are you today? I am well. How are you? Happy April 1st. April, look, what do they call it, April Fool's Day? We don't have any April Fool's uh, jokes today. At least I don't. Yeah, I, I I used to do a lot of that uh, before Christ, but uh, now that I'm saved, I, I don't I don't tell people that they are fool no more. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, it's so it's so good to hear your voice, Pastor Johnson, and I'm really excited. You have I've been following you um, uh, on Facebook, and you have some amazing things happening, and so I want you to. Um, take an opportunity to talk a little bit about, you know, just how God is blessing you and and you have a a book signing coming up, right? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much, Lynn. Uh, It's always a joy to be be able to enjoy God's navigation as we travel the roads of life. Um, as, As most of our listeners know, but some of you, it may be new information, I completed my 34 year career with the federal government four years ago. So I'm, I've been retired. And in season two, I'm spending literally 95% of my waking hours pouring into the current and next generation of leaders. God has put a burden in my heart. Now, I'm still actively engaged in ministry. That hasn't changed. But in terms of what I do each and every day, besides my responsibilities in the local church, is to really help to develop, cultivate, and um, place into into their right space leaders because I believe that good leaders help to make the world a much better place. So, as an extension of what I do, of course, I'm an author, and I'm I'm writing books in that space, leadership with a servant's heart, uh, the first book in a in a five book series, and uh, that book has been blessed, Lynn, to to win a number of different awards uh, across Amen. the publishing industry. Uh, serve a lot of people, have a presence in different strategic regions around the world, and uh, we believe that the best is yet to come. And in parallel with that, because of the training and the coaching that I do, specifically in the area of leadership and servant leadership, God has just continued to open up many, many doors to serve people in government and corporations in the local church, of course, and nonprofits and academia. We work with uh, Prince George's County Community College, and we also work with Towson University uh, in that space. So the book signing that you referenced is now that things are starting to open up again, uh, my alma mater, Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia, 
for the first time in two years, we're going to be All having right. an in, in-person uh, alumni reunion weekend. And so yes. our bookstore on campus is partnered with Barnes & Noble, and Barnes & Noble and I happen to have a great relationship where we did our national book tour prior to the pandemic. Uh, they said, yes, mm-hmm. by all means, come on in. So in, in, in alignment with our Virginia Commonwealth University Alumni Reunion Weekend coming up pretty soon, they're going to be hosting me for a book signing as well, and that's what you were referring to. So you're going to, you're going to see a lot more of that now that things are opening up. And uh, yes. I posted on social media to invite people to come out, number one. But number two, just to encourage people to let them know that, listen, if I can do it, you can certainly do it. So don't give up on that dream that, that God has given you. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Johnson, if folks want to get in contact with you, can you share your contact information? Yeah, the best way to reach me is uh, at KevinWayneJohnson.com. And um, and then the email is Kevin at KevinWayneJohnson.com. As an author, we have a responsibility to keep it simple, keep it easy, easy to reach out. So my name and just throw a, a, a .com on the end of it, and uh, that's me. All right, all right. And for our listening audience, you know that you can tune in every first Friday. Um, um, Pastor Johnson is my co-host, and I'm so excited. We air this uh, Christian Authors on Tour blog talk radio show the first Friday, the third Friday, and the fifth Friday of every month. And we are always so blessed to be able to feature uh, different men and women who use writing as a tool for Christian ministry. And today, I want to make sure I remember to give out the guest call-in number. The guest call-in number is 563-999-3025. That's 563-999-3025. And Pastor Johnson, we have a wonderful, wonderful woman who's um, going to talk to us a little bit about, you know, her journey. And and her name is Cindy Arvelo. Cindy, did I say your last name correctly? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, now, Pastor Johnson, Cindy is an author and entrepreneur, and she works in financial services alongside her husband, Juan. She is the author of a book called Living in Silence. And through her book, Living in Silence, Cindy hopes to create a larger network of support and hope for survivors of sexual assault across the globe. Cindy was a 14-year-old eighth grader when she met her abuser, who was a teacher at her school. And in the book, Cindy invites readers to walk alongside her as she shares how the teacher groomed, manipulated, gaslit her, and subjected her to years of fear, abuse, and rape. Cindy wants victims of sexual assault to realize that what happened to them is not their fault. She wants them to feel her story, read about how she overcame pressure from her abuser to remain silent, and learn how she summoned the courage to speak the truth. She hopes that her story will give other abuse victims the strength to come forward. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Cindy and Juan live in California, so so it's afternoon for us, but it's pretty early for her, Pastor Johnson. Uh, she and yeah, her husband absolutely. live in California. Yes, yes, they live in California with her children. 
And since coming forward to share her story, she has been an ally and advocate for survivors in her community. And so, Cindy, we welcome you, we thank you, we honor you, and just celebrate you for your courage, for your walk, for your testimony. And uh, and I just want to welcome you to to the broadcast and just give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about what inspired you to actually write this book. How did you know it was time? Thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for having me on today. It means so much to me. Uh, what What inspired me to write the book was actually my testimony of how I found Christ. Because for so many years, I actually ran away from him. I was so full of shame. I was embarrassed. I didn't feel worthy. I felt I felt too shameful to even come forward to him, to even seek him. If anything, I wanted to keep hiding in my dark moments because I didn't want anybody uncovering that for me. And surprisingly, I was when I found Christ, I was met with the opposite of what I thought I would be met with from him. I actually was met with his love. He met me with his love, with his grace, when all along I thought that I had to change myself before coming forward to him. He wanted me exactly as I was. And as broken as I was, as depressed, as anxious, as bounded by fear and anxieties, that's how he wanted me because I knew that I couldn't do this on my own strength. I had to do it with him. He was, going, he was going to be my strength. He was going to be my liberator. He was going to be the one to heal and restore me, especially in places that were so sensitive that therapy could only get me to only so far to a certain point. But only Christ would be my redeemer. And I want others to experience that breakthrough, to experience that freedom, to experience a new outlook in life that if there is anybody out there that probably went through some trauma the way that I did, that your life does not have to be the same. You don't have to continue living in silence or in fear. There is a community out there that can help you. There are people out there. There are resources. And more than anything, Christ, Jesus Christ, is there to help you, to guide you, to give you a new outlook in life. Amen. And and based upon... Based upon that beautiful testimony, uh, share with us the comments and some of the testimonials that you're getting back from the people that you're touching by way of your personal story. Yes, I've had so many people personally just thank me for coming forward because they thought I was alone. It was just me. Probably nobody else has gone through this. And more than anything, they, they felt heard they felt seen they felt understood they felt loved i've been leading them to christ i've been getting them resources to start therapies to seek counseling um to join an organization that is closer to them to have resources with them and more than anything christ has been their rod and their staff their he's been their comforter He's been the one that has been just healing them in these heartful times. More than anything, my the new people that I've been seeing have been feeling a sense of 
liberation, even if it's just telling their story for the first time. It's something that many haven't done for years. Some of them have been older people, and they're barely telling somebody their story for the first time because they felt so ashamed of it. And some of it have some of them have come forward, but unfortunately they didn't get the right support, and they just re regress and put those emotions down where they thought, you know, if I work hard enough, I can forget about it. And it it it's gotten to the point where it's caught up to them, and now they're asking for help. Wow, that is amazing. And it's so uplifting. It's so encouraging. And I pray that someone who's listening today will definitely feel that sense of understanding and, 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 and know that they are not alone. And so, again, I thank you because I know that this is a tough topic to tackle, you know, and you hit on it when you shared earlier. I, I, I want you, Cindy, to talk a little bit about your book title, Living in Silence, and the significance of that title and what it really means. Yes, so Living in Silence was something that I did for so many years, for so long. I lived in silence, and that's something that I don't want others to continue living in. That's why we also named it Living in Silence, Finding My Voice, Claiming My Freedom, because I want people to find their voices and to claim their freedom, that they no longer have to continue living in that sense of fear, that sense of silence, shame, depression, anxiety, or anything that's holding them captive from their abusers. And would you say, in, in alignment with what you just talked about, would you say that uh, God has given you the confirmation that your willingness and your boldness to come forward has been really, really helpful for those that hear your story? And, and if so, share with us why. Yes, definitely. Amen. I can truly testify that. Unfortunately, I went through something really horrific, but I do understand now that what I went through was not something in vain. I do believe that God has placed a calling in my life, a purpose in my heart to guide others to come forward, to speak their truth, to have justice made for them, to more than anything, seek him, find him. If they haven't found him, to come forward to him if they probably found him to recommit to him, to continue seeking the Lord. Because at the end of the day, everything else is just temporary peace. Nothing is everlasting. The only everlasting peace is the Lord himself. It's Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can give people eternal peace and eternal freedom. All right, you Lynn. said that. You said, you know, I, I paused for a minute because that last statement she said was, "The Lord is the only one that can give 
people eternal peace and eternal freedom. And that is such a powerful statement. And it's so true. It is so true. But sometimes coming into the the knowledge of that, coming into the realization and understanding of that is such a journey, right, Cindy? It, I mean, it, it's a journey, you know, coming, like you said, you got to overcome the fear, the shame. If, if, if you could give some advice to someone who's listening today, who's just starting that journey, who's just beginning to um, – to, to, to find their voice. They're just beginning to understand what it means to claim their freedom. Can you can you talk to that that person that could be listening for us, Cindy? Yes, definitely. I want to tell you first of all is that you are not alone. You are brave, you are beautiful, you are worthy, you are heard, you are seen. It is not your fault. Whatever was brought upon you, you didn't ask for it. You weren't dressed too provocatively. You weren't asking for it. It's something that unfortunately happened to you. But I can tell you that it is a journey. It's not easy, but it is so worth it. It is so liberating when you start overcoming the depression, the anxiety, the shame, the guilt, the trauma, It's not an easy journey. It's not an overnight thing, but it's something that takes Jesus day by day. It's something that you need him daily in. It's not something that's going to be gone in a few weeks and a few months. It's going to take time and a lot of time with the Lord, spending a lot of time with him as your strength, as your comforter, as your friend, as your healer as your rock, as your guider, as your provider, it's going to take a lot of Jesus' time with him. And and that's a perfect, yeah, absolutely, amen. Cindy, that's a perfect segue into where I was going to go next. If you would be so kind, share with us some of those quiet moments, those quiet times, the times when you were still with the Lord that helped you and gave you the boldness to come out and speak uh, about what happened to you. Share share with us, reflect on some of those moments for us. Yes, till this day, I like spending a lot of time with him as my friend. I invite him into my day. I pray with him in the morning, pray in the evenings and the nights. If I'm driving, I'm talking to him, I'm worshiping. If I'm in my closet, I'm talking to him then just openly, just as a friend, letting him know sometimes some days might be harder than others, and that's okay, of healing, of deliverance. It's okay to tell him, Lord, I'm struggling in this area. I need you. Please comfort me. Strengthen me. I need a hug from you, Lord. And it's okay to ask him for that because he's listening. He's there with you in the midst of everything, in the midst of trials, in the midst of hardships, and in any area of your life, even when things are going great. He's there with you in your victories. He's there in everything. Just speak to him like a friend. Invite him in your day. Look for a room that you feel comfortable in, that's quiet, that you won't be interrupted in. And just talk to him. Get get on your knees and 
just open up your heart to him. Ask him to reveal anything in your heart that you're probably suppressing or you're, maybe you're too embarrassed to say and, and bring it forward. Bring that light into that area of your life. Have him be that light. Have him be the light into your feet to guide your steps. He's the only one that can do it. Yeah, it is yes. indeed a ma- marathon and not a sprint. Absolutely. Yes, you hit it on the nose, Pastor Kevin. It's definitely a marathon and not a sprint. And, <laughs> we we um, all but, know about you know, that. <laughs> right, right. But, Cindy, you you summed it up so beautifully, and I, I just thank you so much because, you you know, you um, – you, you, I wrote down what you said about it being a process of healing and deliverance, and that's so true. You know, oftentimes we, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves because we're just like we didn't get it right, and and that's kind of that's it, you know, but we don't realize that it takes time, you know, and, and, and we, we have to give ourselves some grace in that in that time of learning, in that time of growth, in that time of change, in that time of moving forward. And so I thank you for sharing that because that was just so, you just said it so eloquently. <laughs> you did. <laughs> thank you. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, listen, I want to make sure, Cindy, that folks can get copies of your book. If they want to purchase copies of your book, if they want to invite you out for a talk, how can they get in contact with you? How can they – where can they purchase copies of your book? Yes, so the book is available also on a Kindle version, and it's available on Audible also. Um, so you can go to Amazon.com, type in Living in Silence by Cindy Aravalo, and it will come right up. So it gives you options on which versions you would like to buy. And then to contact me, my social media is great on Instagram. It would be underscore Cindy underscore Aravalo. And then I also have my website, CindyAravalo.com. All right, wonderful. It sounds like it's easy to reach out and touch. So that's that's one piece of advice I always give people who have a very powerful story to tell. Make it very easy for people to reach out and touch you, and, and you've done just that. So, Cindy, uh, share with us uh, anything else that might be on your heart or your mind uh, that Lynn and I maybe did not ask that you want our listening audience to know about you. And uh, and to be encouraged to reach out reach out to you to get some support. Um, I believe that you guys did an amazing job. You touched on everything, um, but I do want to emphasize more on the process. That, as you mentioned, you know, it's not an, it's not an easy process, but it is so liberating. It is so worth it. It's a journey that. It's something beautiful to look back into, thinking, wow, God has really been there with me, even in those dark moments when I probably felt alone. For example, from my story, during my my time of abuse, I actually thought I was alone the whole time, not realizing that God had a plan already worked out for me. He actually put in the right people in my life. He put my husband in, um, who was my boyfriend at the time in my life, to help me move away from my abuser. And 
he placed my first daughter in my life at the time, who was now 11 years old, to help me fight to really have that freedom and liberation from my abuser. And he also placed, you know, the my therapist, counselors, he, he placed the police officers, the detectives, attorneys, everybody in place to help me fight a good fight against my abuser. He helped me not just see that and understand that, but it was it was a victory in itself. And it's it's beautiful to see the Lord moving even when you don't believe that that he could possibly be moving, that he could possibly be in control. He was in control then during my abuse and he was he is in control now to this day of every area in my life and I'm so grateful, so blessed for that. And I want others to know that he can do the same for you. I don't know what stories you you know you've been through what you're going through at the moment but i can tell you that nothing is too big or too small for the lord and whatever trials you're going through adversities in life he's the one that can guide you and provide for you and get you out of those situations and make a new creation in you amen well said well said yes wow what a powerful what a powerful um proclamation that is i mean wow and i am just so honored that um, we have the opportunity to interview you cindy i'm so thankful that you are um are, are sharing this important this important um story this important testimony this important victory um just in terms of your life your experience, but also how you have so eloquently talked about the blessing of the Lord, even in this, the blessing of the Lord and the power and the glory. And so I'm <laughs> I'm just so excited Amen. to have you. Yes, yes, I'm just so excited to have you. And I want you to talk a little bit about what's next. For you, you know, you have this amazing book. You have this amazing journey that you're still on, but just on a different phase. But what's next? Right now, my biggest goal is just to keep on touching lives, impacting more lives, mm-hmm. having them come forward, removing that shame from them, having them seek the Lord. More than anything, that's my biggest mission is having more people come forward to the Lord. Right now, I truly believe yeah. that we more than ever have to lead more people to the Lord. People are searching for, for hope right now, for anything, and they mm. probably don't have the adequate guidance right now. They could probably be looking into different religions or other things in life, trying to fulfill that voidness. And more than anything, they're just missing the Lord. And that's where we need to guide them right now. It's to the Lord, to Jesus Christ, so that they can have what they what they were missing. That missing void will now be filled. Whatever it is that they were, you know, probably looking for, it's going to be found through Christ. And I want people yeah. to experience that freedom, that salvation in him. Amen. Yep, totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Hey Cindy, yes. uh, one last one last question for me. Do you know whatever happened to that teacher at your school? 
Yes, so he did get sentenced. Um, he did do some time. He originally was sentenced for seven years. Then it got dropped down to four, four and a half. And then with good behavior, he was out in two and a half years. He's been released from prison. Um, he's uh, He has to register as a sex offender for life. I currently do not know where he is residing in, but honestly, I do wish him the best in life. I do hope that he learned a lesson from his sentence to never harm anybody, any child or any adult in his life. And I truly believe that if he repents, you know, he can find Christ, and I wish him the best for his life. Amen. Amen. Mm. Well said. Amen. Forgiveness. For, forgiveness is for us, mm. not for him. Okay. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 And what a powerful way to close our segment today. Um, Cindy, wow. I just want to thank you again so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Mm-mm-mm. And Pastor Johnson, it is always a pleasure on First Fridays to co-host with you, sir. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Uh, you know, uh, these Fridays, these First Fridays kind of sneak up on us. They come pretty fast, but it's always a joy, always a delight. Yeah. Absolutely. And for our listening audience, we're so glad that you tuned in today to the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much. Please do support this author Buy her books. Pray for her. Um, And listen, we want to make sure that you read the most important book of all. That's the Holy Bible. Pick up that book. Find a scripture. Hide it in your heart and live it. And until next time, God bless everybody. Take care. (laughs) 